Welcome to the 2018 Prima Podcast Series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima Podcast, Robert Donahue will discuss behavior-based fleet safety and risk management. Robert Donahue is the Senior Director and the Commercial Leader for the Government Practice at LICS. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, a member of Prima's Education and Training Team. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Rob. So what exactly does behavior-based safety mean? So what we mean by behavior-based safety is a focus on root cause rather than the actual act. For instance, if we focus on driving, because that's obviously our bailiwick, if we look at a behavior such as following distance, there are many systems out there in the market where you're dealing with uh, telematics that will let you know when a driver is stepping on the brake harshly. So a lot of braking going on throughout the day, and it'll give you a report letting you know that driver A might have had 10 times where he jumped on the brakes. And we can most likely try to deduce from that that perhaps that driver is giving themselves enough following distance between the vehicle in front of them rather than 10 dogs jumping in front of them as they drive throughout the day. What we want to get into is what is the actual root cause of that? So when we talk about following distance, is it, or they're jumping on the brakes, is it because they are inattentive? Is it because they have a habit of not leaving themselves enough space? Are they putting themselves in a dangerous position where they don't have leaving themselves and out properly? So these are the pieces or root causes within safe driving that we want to help people to focus on and not just focus on the larger act, but the actual root cause behaviors of what's going on and what they're doing behind the wheel that sometimes cause accidents, oftentimes just close calls, and we want to reduce those number of close calls, which can in turn lead to actual collisions. How does a behavior-based safety program differ from other safety programs? Many of the programs we come across with the organization we work with are metrics-based. So as we discussed with them what they're doing to improve driver behavior or limit their risk for their fleet, We'll often hear about a strict policy that they have, or they might tell us about X number of million miles that they have. But when we start to dig a little deeper and drill into these policies or these numbers, there's a little beyond the statistics that they have out there. If I were to ask them, who is your riskiest driver? Oftentimes the response would be rather anecdotal about somebody who might have had a collision or a string of collisions. Uh, But if I were to ask them who was their safest driver, oftentimes what we'll get is a blank stare because what they're often doing is kind of tracking the bad and not necessarily the good. And if we ask them about trends, they might be able to tell me that, well, our accidents per million mile dipped 2% or rose 4%. What that really doesn't tell me is, well, did they change out the actual drivers? Did their drivers improve? Did their drivers get worse? And it's really not helping to focus on the individual. As well as we dig into the different policies, they might have a strict policy around, say, cell phone usage. Uh, we'll even work with people that say, we have a zero tolerance policy here. Anyone who's caught you know, using their cell phone or texting while they're driving will be released immediately. And when we ask how many people that they've released this year, the answer is often zero. 
And not because no one was ever doing it. It's because they were either A, never seen doing that, or B, they never actually followed through with such a harsh punishment. So again, what we want to do is get that program or that goal of safer fleets focused on the individual and on the behaviors or the root cause behind their risky driving. How could this impact an organization? By focusing on behaviors or really just bad habits that we've developed over time, what we're looking to do there is lower the risk factor. So myself, I've been driving for over 30 years. There are different habits that have crept in. And if I'm not made aware about those or I'm not cognizant of the things that I'm doing, I'm just going to continue with that habit. And by focusing, again, on the root cause of that behavior, we're hoping to do is to remove the behavior from the individual when they're behind the wheel rather than remove the individual themselves. So what we can often do with organizations as we look at the actual root causes is and help them to not only focus on the individual, but also where their spend should be when it comes to safety. Is this an organization that's going to benefit greater on training? Or is this an organization that may benefit greater on technology? Unfortunately, not every organization has the ability to spend on anything and everything. So we want to help them make those smarter decisions where they spend their resources and time. And again, focus on what's going to make the most impact based on the behaviors and the trends that we're seeing within that fleet. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here are some words from Prima's member services manager, Danica Williams, regarding Prima membership benefits. Prima is a membership organization dedicated to advancing the knowledge and practice of risk management in the public sector. Prima members come from a diverse range of disciplines, entity types, sizes, and share a variety of titles, including risk manager, human resources professional, workers' compensation coordinator, employee benefits coordinator, claims administrator, safety personnel, risk pool administrator, just to name a few. Despite their titles, there is one resounding theme among these individuals, and that is that they manage risks within their entity and importantly, risks affecting the public interest. Prima members enjoy a robust array of educational programming, risk management resources, and networking opportunities. Some of Prima's member benefits include access to blogs, podcasts, webinars, Prima's job bank, Prima's online community where members have the ability to connect, share, and solicit information directly from their colleagues, Prima's library of risk management documents, Prima's flagship publication, the Public Risk Magazine, and member discounts to all Prima events and training. Becoming a Prima member is one of the most worthwhile career investments a risk management practitioner can make, not just for themselves, but for their entire entity. To learn more about Prima member resources, visit primacentral.org. Why is focusing on behaviors important to an organization? What we're really after is to create a dynamic change in the organization's ERO. And the ERO I'm referring to is the event, the response, and the outcome. Oftentimes when we talk to fleets out there, 
we see that they might be suspending a driver that was involved in a collision without really having the full input on what took place and what was the cause of that collision. If my policy is immediately to suspend a driver, I'm now hamstringing myself operationally without having that driver on there. And I'm also affecting the morale of that employee where they may be saying that they were not at fault, but we're going to go through a lengthy investigation. We're going to get to you know, accident recreation, that type of thing. Oftentimes we see the witnesses, the man on the street will often put the blame on the vehicle that has the logo on the side. But what we're often finding with our video-based technology, we're able to get to the actuals or the root cause of what was taking place is that exoneration is available more often than not. Most of these people that are professional drivers are just that. They are professional. They are focused on keeping things safe and keeping the roadways safe. And it's the other drivers that are often getting in the way, specifically on large trucks such as solid waste, water, heavy-duty construction around uh, streets. So what we're finding is that those policies that really immediately go after the driver and put the fault on them are having a negative impact. And if we're able to give immediate input and focus on what was taking place, then we're able to help the organization keep operationally efficient, stay on the side of the driver, and make that driver feel better about working for that organization. What are some ways that an organization can start to move towards being behavior-based with their safety program? So certainly focusing on root causes, one. There's different ways to do it. Certainly a technology such as ours where you're adding video to it. Others are 1-800-HOUS-MY-DRIVING campaigns. There might be some uh, on-route inspections or roadside inspections that are taking place within organizations. We're really looking for us to get to what is the actual behavior and what is the outcome. A lot of organizations I talk to, they are looking to spend money on technology such as backup cameras or backup radar, LIDAR, some type of an alarm system on that. And when you start to dig into it, the reason they're looking at it is because there seems to be a lot of those reports being put in where there's a backing accident someone is getting to, you know, hitting a pole, hitting a parked car, uh, hitting a mailbox, that type of thing. But if you actually dig into that, although that might be a high amount of claims, if you do the math behind it, the actual dollar value is very low. Whereas if you were to have, say, an intersection collision, the dollar value behind that is often very high. What we see once we're able to add video component to it is a lot of these collisions when it comes to backing are really behavior-based. And what we mean by that is oftentimes there's a policy that says if there is a spotter available, they should be out back helping the driver, and we see that they're not. Or we'll see that the driver is just using poor backing habits. They're not using their mirrors properly. And even though you might be able to invest in that technology, which is going to cost some money, the actual collisions that you're going to prevent are low dollar value. Whereas if we can focus on mitigating or preventing the higher dollar value, the intersection collisions, the rear ending, the high speed collisions, those are the components that are going to help folks with the savings and really start to focus on getting that driver behavior lowered 
and making that fleet for the municipality for the citizens lower. All right, that about wraps it up. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to share this with you. Hopefully there's some insights in there that I can gather. And if there's anything that we can do in the future for Prima, please feel free to reach out. Thank you. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks so much, Robert and Taekwon. Please visit the Prima website to listen to other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about additional Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk.